0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. It's a wonderful thing that we, that we do get together like this, and we're not too sure uh, how long we're going to be able to gather in this kind of a size, um, but I'm glad to see that you've all taken advantage of this opportunity this morning. Uh, we might have a family meeting with Uncle Cyril soon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've been praying, we've been asking the Lord that we would not see the, the, the damaging effects of a third wave. Uh, we see that the case numbers are rising, but let's continue to pray that the, the death toll would be really low. All right? And... Um, that, that for some supernatural reason, the experts would be confounded because something is different in this region. Come on. It's impossible. That's why we pray. If it was just possible, no real need to pray. But we're asking the Lord to do impossible things. Come on, let's stretch our faith. And even if you see the numbers climb... Don't back down. Let's keep praying. Yeah. All right? And uh, let's, let's see the Lord do, do some amazing things. Because he is. He really, really, really is. Yeah. Just uh, so encouraged by so many things that are happening around us. You know, these last few days, as I mentioned earlier, we had a great time on Pentecost. Just people encountering the joy of the Lord. Uh, some people just so overwhelmed with the joy you know, just laughing. Uh, I was going to say uncontrollably. No, they were under the control of the Holy Spirit. Amen. They were totally in control. And, uh, and the Holy Spirit just releasing such a joy and, and, and lifting off despair and hopelessness. And, and this, uh, this painting that Tim did for us this morning, just absolutely beautiful. This horse running free and wild. And, and that's how we're supposed to be running. Running. You know, to to run to run with the horses and to experience that that freedom. You know, that you you can see there's no saddle and there's no bridle, and 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 so the Lord is 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 causing us to run with great freedom, yeah, and uh, just so that you are aware that these prophetic paintings that are done by all of the various folks within Breakthrough, if you if you have a connection with a painting. You can put an offer in, you know, if you want to buy it. Just make it a good offer. <laughs> and um, you know, because sometimes the Lord, <clears throat> it's like a, it's like a, like a memorial stone you want to set up, like that prophetic painting. It speaks something to you. It prophesies to your future. It prophesies to your family. You say, you know, I actually need that in my house, as a continual reminder of what the Lord has said, what He's doing. Yeah. So I um, just want to bring that to your attention. Um, but as we were, we're gathering as our, our own family meeting as breakthrough on Wednesday evening, and just the flow of the prophetic words at the end, you know, for about half an hour, uh, just so, so good. And, you know, this is what the Lord is doing. He's, he's moving powerfully amongst us to strengthen us, encourage us, because there's a job to be done. God's called us on purpose for a purpose. Not just that we might be in a you know, nice, comfortable existence. No, he's put his spirit within us that we might be those Who go and make a difference, bring an impact into the world around us. When everybody else is in despair, and we kind of like, no, it's all going to be okay. We counterculture. Yes, exactly. And so he's put a hope within us because he's the God of all hope. So we have a boldness and a confidence that the Lord is going to lead us in victory and is going to take us forwards. We're not going backwards, we're going forwards. I know you got your masks on, but an amen, a hallelujah, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of like response would, would, would be really good. Thank you. Thank you. I get nervous when church gets quiet. Get really, really nervous. Yeah. Other church environments, they get nervous if somebody gets loud. That's not going to happen yet. It's okay. You can get loud over here. We won't get nervous. God's okay. Yeah. So, I uh, just want to share a, a, a word that I, I'm trusting will encourage you this morning. That there is a shift of season that's taking place right now and of course we're about to start the official winter season on the first of June you know the, th- the three months of, of winter and so there is in a sense that that calendar shift but even more so you can sense something in the realm of the spirit that the Lord is actually causing a an energizing to the body of Christ and, and there's a, a, a fresh flow of the Spirit that's, that's causing us to move to another level. And even if a lockdown and those kinds of changes come into effect, it's not going to lock down the church. Because the church is not a building. And the church isn't only a gathering. The church is to be salt. Salt. And if you have the salt inside the container, it's not having an effect. In order for the salt to to make an impact on your meal, you've actually got to get it out of the container. And you can't just have it clumped in a little heap on the side of your plate. It's got to be spread out over the meal, right? And so like yeast is going to work through the whole batch of dough That was one of the parables that Jesus used about the kingdom of God. Well, the yeast has actually got to be in the dough in order to make an effect. And so we're okay whether we gather or we don't gather. It's not about the gathering. It's about releasing life wherever we go. Yeah? As breakthrough, we don't live for Sunday. We live from Sunday. It's a huge difference. It's great to to gather together and with technology, we can be in the building or we can be online. It's great. We're the family. But more importantly is Monday morning. Sundays are great, but they're just setting us up for what we need to be doing. So, hallelujah, they can't close us down. Church is never on lockdown. Because you can't lock down the spirit. So, there's a shift in the atmosphere, there's a change in the season, and what I felt the Lord was was uh, wanting to encourage us with, a small wor- word can open up a big door. A small word can open up a big door. So, two things from the last few days that I happened to experience. Lisa and I went to go and spend time with uh, a church leader, who's also a businessman, and he's involved in some very, very significant uh, ventures. And they've been uh, struggling and battling in terms of contracts for a long period of time. And uh, it turns out that for about three months, they weren't able to do any work. And you know that you need to do work as a company, and actually it's a, it's a conglomeration of a number of companies, in order to pay salaries. Yep. <laughs> so money was running out. And because they were people of righteousness and integrity, they were taking the hit and they were paying their people. But it was getting to a point where they were running out of their resources to keep everybody else's salaries going. And they knew that there was a, a contract that they were, uh, you know, had agreed upon, and it was 99.5%. But it was just sticking. It just wasn't being released. And uh, so when Lisa and I got there, we said, okay, now we know why we need to be spending this time with you. You know, Sometimes our appointments with people are inconvenient. I had a lot on my plate. And uh, to be sort of going off and, and giving a, a fair chunk of time was, was somewhat of a kind of, oh my goodness. You know, couldn't this have been planned for a different time and all the rest of it? But when, our, when it, they shared what was going on, totally understood and recognized okay because we from breakthrough we carry breakthrough okay if you're part of the house then you carry this thing okay so where you go into situations you carry breakthrough and things shift and change and so I was reminded of many times when we'd gone into places in farming communities and where there's a drought And they'd tell us what's going on and show us a few things, whatever. And and we'd pray with them. And it's not that it's our prayers, but it's like something happens when we join together in encouraging one another in the Lord. And so there's an anointing that actually gets released into that environment. And very often it would rain either that night or within three days. So this has happened often. And, um, you know, so look, we're all grateful for uncle Angus, but he's not the only rainmaker. (laughs) I'm looking at a room filled with rainmakers. Right? So because we come into agreement and we're trusting the Lord, because why? We've seen so many breakthroughs. It's kind of like, oh yeah, that's easy for Jesus. And, uh. And so as we prayed, just felt the Lord give it a simple little word picture. You know like when you've got a wooden door and when it's been raining and the wood swells a little bit and it just, you know, it just catches on the threshold. The door's not locked, it's just stuck. But the Lord is actually going to just swing it wide open. Yeah? Yeah? So Lisa and I, we went for a walk, and we're just praying, whatever. We get back into the house, and the guy's tears. He just got the call. They're starting on Monday. And the contract has got a lot of zeros behind it. Okay? Nothing is too hard for the Lord. But it it was a small word that opened a big door. Then I was uh, meeting with an economist. I'm going to call him an economist because what he does affects economies of nations. So I'll just call him an economist. And, And we were just, you know meeting, and uh, we're in a, a restaurant kind of setting, and at the end of it, uh, he says to the waitress, uh, hey, would you mind, I just want to share something with you, and just shares a very, very simple word of encouragement, and this young lady just tears, simple word, But it changed something on the inside of her in terms of her purpose and her destiny. Small word can open a big door of change. That's the season we're in. We're stepping into the season where the Lord is going to give to us seemingly small words. It seems like it's insignificant to us. But to the person, it's going to open up a big door. Scriptures say, do not despise the day of small beginnings. What's the principle there? The principle is that there are times when there's a, 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 an insignificant start, an insignificant bit of resource, perhaps. Just like, well, what can this little bit do? we just a small group of people. I've only got a little bit of resource. I've, I've only got a small opportunity don't despise those small beginnings. Don't despise the small word. It's, kind of like, it's not even an elaborate prophetic picture. It's a, it's a tiny little thing, man. It's just like it's a wooden door and it's just catching on the threshold. It's not like, Thus saith the Lord, I see... None of that stuff is just kind of like, well, it's just like there's a door and it's swollen and it's, you know, it's like, and it totally makes sense. It makes sense to them more than it makes sense to me. You know, for each one of us, we're going to be in situations with our companies. With your business partners. With family. And you get a small, seemingly insignificant word. It's going to make all the difference. It's going to set them up for success. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's switch on our Bibles and let's go to First Chronicles chapter 14. And we've looked at this passage of Scripture just a few months ago. But just in case uh, you, you, you missed it, we're, we're going to just uh, be encouraged again by what the Lord is, is saying to us. So, First Chronicles 14 and verse 8. Um, we're competing with some audio Bibles as well. Hallelujah. You're going to get the word in stereo this morning. <laughs> so, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and he went out to meet them. Now the Philistines had come and raided the valley of Rephaim. Oh yes, remember valleys? Okay, Rephaim, this is the valley of the giants. Come on, who's at the helm? David. Where's the battle? In the valley of the giants. Oh my goodness, what's going on here? He's getting set up for another victory. He's got a history with God how to take down giants. Let me try again. (laughs) David had seen the Lord come through for him powerfully in bringing down a giant. And bringing that giant down actually caused a whole nation to come down. And so... The enemy now rallies again to come against God's people. And David doesn't run away. David doesn't, you know, retreat into his underground fortified bunker. He he doesn't get into a woe is me mentality. What does he do? He goes out to meet the enemy. Why? Because he's got history with God. God is the one who helps me to take down the giants. And if I'm summoned to the valley of the giants, well, it doesn't matter how many giants there are, we'll just take them all out. He has an opportunity for us to advance. What the enemy meant for harm, for evil, for my destruction, for my disintegration. The Lord is actually going to turn it around. He's going to cause me to be made whole. He's going to cause me to rise above. The Lord is going to give me the victory. So he doesn't retreat, he actually steps up to the challenge. What's the lesson for us? When things come against us, when there are challenges, when there are difficulties, when we hear of another thing that's rallying together to come against us, we have a choice. We can either pull back into disappointment We can get ourselves depressed. You know, you can do that. I mean, it's a choice. Or, Lord, you've taken us through every single battle we've ever faced. Why would you stop now? Have you run out of power? No, you haven't. You're the all-powerful one. So come on, let's go out. And let's face the challenge. Verse 10. So David inquired of God, shall I go out and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? And the Lord answered him with a long and ingewickled prophetic word. (laughs) Go. I will deliver them into your hands. Small word. It's going to open up a big door. So David and his men went up to Baal-perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, as waters break out, God has broken out against my enemies by my hand. So that place was called Baal-perazim. The Lord breaks through like waters break out. You like when a dam bursts? Yeah? Yeah? You can no longer hold back the waters. There it goes. It's like a flood. And the Lord is causing us to break through the barriers, the obstacles, the things that have been holding us back. And he's causing a breaking out, a breaking through, so that we can experience the flood of his his blessing. It's going to absolutely swamp and overwhelm everything. Mm hmm all right. So good. Yeah. As we were praying this morning, we kind of realized, hey, there's so many things that are trying to, you know, rattle us. So many things coming against us. It's not only in the big things. It can be in the small things. Like the fact that we're not on Eskimo this morning. Like we've had to scale back a couple of things. It's like it can really irritate you and get you annoyed and frustrated in your eyes off the prize. Yeah. There's a choice. Yeah? In, in all of our lives, it's not only the big things that get us, it's an accumulation of lots of little things. That can wear us down. What are we going to focus on? How about. Let's focus on the Lord. Who's the one who gives the breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Because look what happens. Verse 12. So the Philistines had abandoned their gods there. And David gave orders to burn them in the fire. Come on, this is hysterical. <laughs> the Philistines come with their gods and they come to the valley of the giants. Okay? Now, who were the giants? Were the Israelites the giants? <laughs> Or were the Philistines, did they have a few giants amongst the Philistines? Come on. So these poor Israelites had to face these big giants. Even if there weren't giants there on the day, but they knew because of previous battles, there were giants in the land. And the giants were part of those clans, the Philistines. So the intimidation, the association, the memory. Can can you see that there's this, this whole kind of warfare that's going on with fake news, with viral posts? And there's a flood of stuff that comes against hearts and minds. And the Philistines, they bring in their their idols. Not the guys who sing on stage. they you know the they so they're there with with all the so there's a spiritual warfare thing going on here. Yeah. So so God turns the whole thing because They look to to Baal as their God. And God says, listen, man, I'll take that name and I'll trumpet. Baal Perazim. To show them actually greater than your gods. Yeah? God's not scared of the devil. God's not scared of these different things that are coming against us. I say, God's not scared about a post... Put out there by the minister of police to say that churches have had 2,000 years to prove their worth, that they're useless. All they're doing is giving people false hope and churches should actually be closed down and turned into libraries because we need scientists and, and, and those kinds of people to be trained up and raised up. We don't need you know this false hope nonsense from churches. At first I thought, maybe his account had been hacked. (laughs) And this is a false post. But a couple of other church leaders in Soweto and other places, like they said, no, 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 that that would be his language. That would be him. Hmm, Okay. So... Even if there are threats against the church. How about everyone getting really, really stirred up about some new legislation that's being proposed. That's going to go through parliament. That's going to significantly shut down the church's ability to stand for biblical values. With regards to the X chromosome and the Y chromosome. Have to talk in code now. Let your X be X and your Y be Y. Wow. Church is under threat. Is this the first time in 2,000 years that the church has been under threat? Should we be hitting the panic buttons? No. Come on. Jesus is really, really big. He said he'd build his church. And it doesn't matter who is rising up and railing against the church or the people of God. Hey, they're picking up They're picking a fight against the one who releases Perazim. They're not fighting against us, they're fighting against him. So, you know what happens? The Philistines lose their idols. Hit such a flat panic. They're hightailing it out of there, they're getting such a beating. Idols are left burnt up. So, the enemy brought the attack. Who gained and who lost? Spiritual warfare, who gained and who lost? I think sometimes the Lord allows the enemy To overplay his hand, he lures him into a trap. You know, one of the best ways to sort out a snake is to lure it out of its hiding place so that you can (laughs) crush its head. Uh, Sometimes the enemy thinks he's advancing. But actually, it's just a setup for his demise. So David and the gang, they burn. Philistines, oh my goodness, slow to learn. (laughs) They come again. David's just looking for a simple word. Lord, should I go again? Simple, simple word. It's a small word. That opens a big door of opportunity. Small word. No, no, no. Don't go straight up. Circle around the back. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the trees, that's me going ahead of you. Because I'm sorting them out. And then you can take them. Because the Lord is giving you victory. It's kind of like, wow. Wow. The sound of wind. Isn't that a theme this morning? You sound, you hear, it sounds like it's marching in the tops of the trees. It's the army, the hosts of heaven. Spiritual warfare is taking place. And happens again. The Lord gives the victory. So, there are going to be some big things happening in the world in the next little while. There's going to be some big things with regards to nations. There's going to be some big revelations about certain viruses in the next, the next little while. There's going to be lots of scrambling, lots of panicking. Lots of covering up on lies upon lies. There's going to be some things being exposed. There are going to be some difficulties between nations and trade. There are going to be some interesting things happening in our own nation with regards to local government elections. There's going to be lots of noise. There's going to be lots of fires. There's going to be lots of tires that are going to be burnt. There's going to be a lot of things happening in the next while in our nation and in the nations. The prophetic word that the Lord gave to us, call it 10 months ago, somewhere there. The rise and fall of nations. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that the unshakable kingdom may remain. That word is for now. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. The Lord is preparing us that as we see these things and we face these things, that we don't get rattled. We don't come like, oh, the Philistines are gathering. No, we're looking for a small word from the Lord. That's going to swing open a big door of opportunity for us. We're going to go through. He's going to give us the breakthrough. He's going to give us the peace. Your finances, your family, your health, all of these things, it's going to be okay. And even if we can't meet in this building together next week, it's going to be okay. You got it? Even if you can't travel and do whatever you want to do, it's going to be okay. Watch and pray. Use the opportunity to advance the kingdom. Spiritual warfare; those idols are going to get burned. They toast. Let's stand. perhaps we can just close our eyes as we just stand before the lord and and whatever the particular challenge that you're you're facing right now just bring it into your mind's eye because there are already things that are trying to distract us and already things that are trying to come against us and and sort of cramp us in a little bit. But let's look to the Lord. Lord, have you got a word for me? Even a small word. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Just a small word. That you're going to swing open the door. Yeah. So Lord, we we come together in agreement together today to acknowledge that you are strong, you're mighty, you're bigger than anything else on the planet. Your name is above every other name. Your power is without measure or limit. It's not going to run out. Nothing can stand in the way of your purposes. And even as you're drawing the enemy out, and he thinks he's making strides moving forward, actually, he's being lured into a place where he's going to suffer a defeat. So we thank you, Lord, that you are giving us history. You're giving us another opportunity For us to experience your faithfulness, your personal intervention in our lives, in our families, in our careers, our finances, our business, our city, our neighborhood. You're giving us another testimony. It's coming in seed form. But it's going to come to fruition. It's going to grow into full measure. Thank you, Lord, that you're setting us up for victory. So together, we say thank you, Lord, that you're setting us up for for advance. That you ride across the heavens to help the ones you love. Come on. The psalmist, he prophesied that. He said, you ride across the heavens to help the ones you love. God loves you. And he is riding across the heavens. It might sound like marching in the tops of the trees, but he's riding the triumphant, victorious King of all kings. He's riding across those heavens. He's coming to help you because He loves you. Come on, let's just begin to praise Him. Let's begin to thank Him. Come on, let's, let's sing this together.